Hi, everyone. My name is Julia. And I'm Katie. And we're the hosts of the Runways and Byways Travel Podcast. So today we are going to be talking about shocking tips to cruise to Alaska. And some of them are not really shocking exactly, but it's more things you didn't know about cruising to Alaska. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to come up with the title for this episode after we finish recording it. It's going to be something like that. But that's basically what the topic is. We're going to be talking about things that you wouldn't expect cruising to Alaska. And I went on an Alaska cruise in 2018. So it's been a while, but I did recently write an article about my Alaska cruise tips and things you would need to know, especially things that are different than going on a regular cruise, because it's really a very different experience. So Katie and I wanted to talk about that today. And we haven't forgotten about the Europe cruise episode that's going to be happening. We're just keeping you on the edge of your seat. Michael is busy today, <laughs> but <laughs> it's coming. Yes. So Katie, do you have anything to say? Um, I'm definitely excited for this episode because Alaska is somewhere that's like very intriguing to me because I don't know much about it. I know it's cold and I know it has like pretty views, but I don't know the first thing about cruising there. Like, cause I'm just used to cruising where it's like more tropical, more people go. So I'm definitely excited to hear your tips. I know you briefly talked to me about Alaska cruise and it's kind of been a little bit mixed. So I'm kind of interested to hear a little bit more about what you have to say about it. Yeah. I forgot what I told you about the Alaska cruise. Do you, can you jog my memory about what I have told you? You kind of told me that there wasn't that many people on it and the people that were on it were more elderly. So you didn't have like the absolute best time. You're also with your family. So obviously that is very different than like a Caribbean cruise with like a friend. So it's just a different dynamic. I know you said the entertainment was just like a piano player. Yeah. With you and your family and that it was cold and you did an excursion to a glacier. Besides that, I don't really know much else. Yes, that was pretty much what I... I thought I had told you, I just wanted to confirm, but yeah, so it is a very different experience. It's not, I mean, I think if you go onto a bigger boat, you may have a different experience. I traveled with Holland America, which is a bit of a smaller cruise line. So it was a bit of an older crowd. And I think I was the oldest, I mean, not the oldest on the boat, the youngest on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I was the older crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was the youngest on the boat and there was really nobody, nobody else besides like me and my sister that were around our age. So it was definitely an interesting situation, but I guess you don't go to Alaska to party on the boat. You go to Alaska to see the beautiful views and the glaciers and I'll get into all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't planning on talking about the older crowd thing in this episode, although that is included in my cruise tips blog mm. post that I wrote, my Alaska cruise tips post. So you could check that out if you want to know more about that experience and how to avoid that and get the experience that you'd like to get. But we're going to be talking about a couple of different things this episode. So we're going to be getting into that soon. But anything else you want to say? Or should we move to our trivia question? I'm ready to move on. I don't think I have really much more to say because I just feel like I don't know what I don't even know yet, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So I guess we'll get into our trivia question. It's my week. And I've actually had this trivia question in my back pocket for a long time, just Ooh. waiting to say it. So the trivia question is the oldest known restaurant in the world was founded in 1725. Where is it? 
So I'm not going to ask you the city, but I'm going to ask you, like, I guess country. And if you know the city, then great. But it's kind of crazy that it was only invented in 1725. Yeah, it's the oldest known restaurant and it's actually still open. Yeah, that's hard to say. I think it would be some place that values food. Mm -hmm. Does it value food the most? (laughs) I don't know what country values food the most um because like obviously but, i want to say italy but like i don't know i don't know if that's too obvious i don't know i mean i do know but... so i have to say the city too no you don't have to say the city i guess that could just be like bonus if you want okay but... so i'm gonna think about it because i do have the city i have the country and i have the name of the restaurant i mean obviously you're not gonna get the name of the restaurant but okay actually i change my answer and i'm gonna say it later you, you changed your answer, mm-hmm. mm, but you're not going to say it later. Okay. I'm going to tell you yet because that I would just, we might as well do the whole trivia thing right now. I don't <laughs> like that. Oh, so this is going to be like your final answer that you have in your head later. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, I'll let you think about it and maybe change your answer. We'll see. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> so let's jump right into things. So a- anything else you want to say about Alaska before I give my tips? Mm, no no nothing to say okay so I went through my tips that are currently all on my website right now and I picked out five of them that I felt would be the most quote-unquote shocking or just interesting to know things you might not know before traveling on an Alaska cruise things that are different from traveling on a Caribbean cruise and things that you just would things are extremely unique to Alaska cruises that you would need to know so the first thing that I wanted to discuss is the, so when you think of going to Alaska, yeah, even if it's in the summer, you probably don't think hot weather. Do you, what, what kind of weather do you think? That's the thing I don't know because when it's summertime, I'm like, oh, it really could be anything. But when you think about Alaska, you always see snow. So I feel like this is a good tip because I just would have no idea what to pack. Yeah. So I do have that as a tip which we could discuss later on but this tip actually is because would you think to bring sunglasses to Alaska would that be like on your packing list okay I feel like I would probably forget it at home but I will say I try to bring sunglasses everywhere because even in the winter I still do think it's it could be very sunny so I wouldn't really think about it but if somebody told me bring sunglasses I'd be like absolutely yes Okay. Yeah. It's interesting that you wouldn't think about it. And I probably wouldn't think about it either until, I I mean, I did wind up bringing sunglasses, but it's actually very important that you bring sunglasses, Mm. almost as important as Caribbean cruising, I would say. And that's because on the glaciers, the sun bounces off of them. Mm. So it's extremely bright. And it's the same goes for sunscreen. The sun UV rays bounce off the glaciers so you think like oh it's like wintry weather I don't need sunglasses I don't need sunscreen but it's actually pretty much just as important that you do it there as in the Caribbean see I feel like the sunscreen thing is more shocking because sunglasses I'll wear in the winter all the time but sunscreen Mm -hmm. I don't I never wear in the winter so I would never imagine bringing sunscreen to Alaska really you think the sunscreen yeah I guess that is more shocking in a way but the reason I picked out sunglasses over sunscreen is because only because in my head, 
when I look at my pictures from Alaska, I look crazy because I'm in this huge jacket and these summer sunglasses. I look insane. That's really funny. But it was actually so important because I really needed them, especially on that glacier, because it, it gets very hard to see. It's it's all white and the light's bouncing into your eyes. That actually makes a lot of sense. But I, yeah. I do I do wear sunglasses in the winter. Yeah. I I do too to an extent sometimes, not super often, but I did find it very important there. Yeah, I think the sunscreen thing is really interesting because I would think like, oh, it's cold. It's not gonna be sunny, but I guess Alaska's sunny. Yeah, I actually got a decent tan there, which is, I mean, I don't, wow. you know, you know me, I don't really tan, but like I got my version of a tan there. That's crazy. So That's yes, awesome. you can get a tan in Alaska, and it it happens. Yeah, bring sunscreen. Wow. Okay. And there's, I will keep that in mind. There's another thing that you may, you may or may not think to bring. This is another thing on my list. This is another tip similar to sunscreen is bug spray. Would you think to bring bug spray? No, I would think there's no bugs. Yes, that's kind of where my head was at. And I actually didn't bring bug spray. That's where my head was at going into the Alaska cruise. But I was actually so off because, yeah, when you think about it, it's, not hot weather and mosquitoes really like hot weather and those big bugs really like hot weather so you're going to a cold place you wouldn't be like oh let me grab my bug spray it's just not what you would do but yeah I didn't bring bug spray and I actually got bit by the largest I think it was I don't remember exactly what it was a beetle of some sort. I think it was the largest beetle in Alaska or something. It was some crazy thing like that. I looked it up. I forgot exactly what it was, but it was some ridiculous bug. And I got a huge mark on my chest from it. Like my whole chest was red. It hurt so bad. And there are also mosquitoes. Think you're in a forest. There are ticks. You're in a forest. There's animals. So you don't really think about that, but there's actually so many bugs around and the fact that I got bit by that huge bug and was unsuspecting to it all was just the worst part of it wait I'm confused so the beetle just landed on you and bit you yeah so literally just landed on my chest bit me and flew off why did it do that I don't know does it eat blood or drink blood I don't know and I was actually crying after it happened because it really hurt and I was just not expecting it and then I had this huge welt on my chest and yeah, they so actually traumatic. like they gave me ice for it. Like that's how bad it was. Wow. I, I was on a tour and they were like, uh, <laughs> I think one thing that you said that was accidentally shocking was that you're in a forest most of the time. I didn't realize that you're in a forest. <laughs> yes. So I will, that could actually be my next tip because I do have something similar to that on my list here is you can so there's two two ways I want to go with this. Two ways you could potentially wind up in a forest. The, <laughs> <laughs> the cruise ports themselves are not... What would you expect from a an Alaska cruise port? All I'm thinking about Alaska cruise port is some sort of like icy water and glaciers, almost similar to like Iceland in my mind. Okay. So you're on sort of the right track, but a lot of them are like little towns almost cute little towns Mm. and with like colorful buildings and sometimes they have like those native american uh, totem poles and it's very really cute small towns but then Mm. also if you walk a little bit into the towns or i i think some of them are considered cities i'm not really sure 
But if you walk a little deeper into them, you do find hiking trails. And that's what you wind up doing a lot of the time there because there are hiking trails within the towns and there's only so much to do in the towns. You walk into a couple of the shops. You, If you don't have an excursion plan, what are you really going to do? So mm-hmm. a lot of people go hiking. And I actually, my family had gone hiking at one of the ports and we we actually wound up uh hitchhiking because, what because <laughs> we were we knew there was a hiking trail and it was just like a little far and we got kind of lost and then this guy drove by we I mean we didn't like stick out our thumbs on the side of the road but this guy drove by and he was like you looking for the hiking trail and we we're like yeah like where is it and then he like opens the back of his car and lets us in <laughs> we're just oh my god that's so, so scary I can't believe we did it Oh, was it far? It no, it it really wasn't a far drive with the guy. So maybe like five to seven minutes in his car. Okay, but why did we do that? Oh my god, you guys are crazy! (laughs) I know my family looks back at it sometimes, and we're just like, "What? Like, I can't believe we just got in that guy's car." I guess too, it's kind of like who's gonna kill a whole family? I mean, it does happen. Uh huh. But I feel like if it was just you, I'd be like, "Julia, you're crazy." no never I mean I can't even believe my family did that but I would never do it by myself yeah it's just crazy at least like your dad's there I know but again if it's like a really bad guy (laughs) I know like nothing was stopping him he had all the power there I mean he was in the driver's seat oh my gosh (laughs) yeah because trafficking is real like what if he just like wanted you and your sister yeah we were in the middle of nowhere in Alaska I mean he could have done anything that's really scary. Because we had walked off from the main town area at that point. Like, it was just some dude driving on the road. You should have put that in crazy travel stories. I didn't think of it. That is crazy. I mean, pretend you didn't hear this. We'll put that in the next part, too. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't have to do that if I ever go to Alaska. You shouldn't because also there is the second way you can wind up on a hiking trail is to book a land package to Denali National Park, which mm. is what I was going to get into saying that was kind of my segue into that yeah. is the that. So when you are going on an Alaska cruise, Denali National Park is, I'd say, probably the most famous land attraction within Alaska. But to get to Denali, it's far. It's in the middle of Alaska. Pretty much. It's not in the middle of Alaska, but it's inland. So you can't it's not at a cruise port. You can't just say like, oh, like we landed in Juneau. So I'm going to go to Denali today. Like that's not how it works. Alaska is huge. So basically getting to Denali National Park, a lot of the cruise lines, and I know Holland America did this for us. And I, I do believe that a lot of other cruise lines do this as well, is you can add a land package onto your cruise package. And so how mine worked was we flew into Anchorage And then from Anchorage, our land package took us on the Alaska Railroad to Denali National Park, and our hotel stay was included there, and a tour around the park was also included. Wow, that's really nice. And then they took us from Denali National Park back on the Alaska Railroad to our cruise port, which was not in Anchorage. It was in Seward, I believe. Wow. All of that was included in that package. Yeah. I feel like most cruises don't do that. So that's kind of rare. No. And you wouldn't expect if I was just booking an Alaska cruise by myself and I didn't know any of this already, 
I would just be like, all right, booked my Alaska cruise, let's go. And then I would completely miss out on Denali National Park. Yeah. There's so much to see there. There's a Mount McKinley, which I believe is the tallest mountain in North America. Don't quote me on that, but I am pretty sure. And it's actually very hard to see because sometimes the clouds get in the way, they said. But I got very lucky and I got to see it. And it's beautiful. And just the wildlife in Denali National Park, like you just really don't want to miss it. There's moose, which you shouldn't go near because they're actually very dangerous. There's Mm. bears, which you also shouldn't go near very dangerous. (laughs) That's so scary. But yeah, the wildlife there is just crazy beautiful. And they also have sled dogs there, like the... um, like the sled dog teams that could take you through. And of course, when I was there, there wasn't much snow, but we did get to see the sled dogs practicing. We went to where they all live and they did a a demonstration for us. So it was really, really nice. That's really cute. I definitely 100% recommend going to Denali National Park. And I wouldn't go to Alaska without going to Denali National Park, actually. Okay, wow. Yeah, advice. I think that's a really important thing to add on to your cruise so yeah you I guess you could call it shocking in a way because you wouldn't expect to to add some to add a land package to your cruise but this actually is probably the highlight of the cruise wow is before the cruise even starts oh so that's before the cruise oh I was thinking that it's like halfway through the cruise you go off you do this and then it meets you at the next port no so this is we did this right before the cruise started. So we that makes sense. Okay. flew into Anchorage. They took us here. We stayed in a hotel here for a few days. Then they took us to our cruise port and then the cruise started. See, I like that because I feel like a part of me would get stressed. Like, okay, I have to be at the cruise port, whatever. But if I could just get here first, relax for a bit and then go, that's really nice. It was nice. And it almost felt like two separate vacations because we yeah. had our Alaska land vacation. And then we had our Alaska water vacation, I guess you could say. Which I feel like you need. I feel like that's a good balance. Yeah. And I do think that really, I don't want to say like the only way to get around Alaska is a cruise, but the only smart way to get around Alaska is a cruise. It is yeah, a safe way too, I think. It's tremendous. And yeah, you don't know where you're going. A lot of it is just open, deserted land. It's yeah. huge. So, and my parents have been to Alaska a few times and I believe their first time they just rented a car and went and they said it took days to get from one place to another. Yeah. So if you really want to see Alaska, get the most out of your time and not be stressed about it, hundred percent take a cruise. Okay. I mean, you know me, I love cruises. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, even if you talk to Alaska experts, pretty much everyone I've heard from says, take a cruise. I've obviously never done it the other way. So I can't say, but my parents as well, they're saying, take a cruise. They they wouldn't really do that drive again. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, Alaska is a lot bigger than you think. Yeah. I feel like when I think about Alaska, I think of just like a glacier and some water and some towns. But mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, there is more to it. That is a lot of how the cruise is because the cruise brings you to towns. And then from those towns, they will actually take you onto glaciers. That's what we had done. We went on a helicopter ride. They took us onto the glacier. Oh, cool. So cool. And I'll put a picture into this video. If I see, I'm leaving for a cruise tomorrow. So if I get a chance to put a picture into this video, I will. I don't know. My editing is not going to be great with this video because I'm kind of pressed for time. But the glaciers are 
absolutely stunning. And I'd, I'd say that was by far the most beautiful thing that I saw there was the glaciers, just standing on top of that glacier and it, the bluest water you will ever see in your life. You could actually drink the water and I'll pull up a picture for you, Katie. And then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put this picture in the video. I can't say that I'll be good with other pictures, but I'll be sure to put this picture in the video for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling it up for you now, Katie. Um, it's going to be kind of hard to find. It's in my my Google photos. So bear with me. But anything- I mean, this just looks like the most breathtaking cruise because I feel like when you go to the Caribbean, it's just like party and you're on an island, which is beautiful. But, you know, it's just an island like we've seen it before. But I feel like this is so different and so breathtaking and honestly just like so like once in a lifetime like how often are you going to be near all these mountains and these glaciers it's so different it's completely different and it really kind of threw me off a little bit because going into it I didn't prepare too much and I didn't I didn't really know what Alaska cruises were like or what Alaska was like I just I was like I've been on a cruise before I got this you know like Mm. this is no problem and then I get there and I'm just like whoa this is a whole nother world this is it's just beautiful. And you know, Gorgeous. I'm just going to make like an assumption too, because obviously I could see Alaskan cruises being expensive and maybe that's why older people go. But I also feel like older people appreciate just breathtaking scenes more so than just like partying. And I also feel like I'm kind of like heading towards that way where I just want to be like amazed. So I feel like I would actually really vibe on this cruise. Wow. That is a cool picture. <laughs> yes. Right. It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I just pulled up and I do. Yes, I agree with you. This definitely is. I think that is why older people go because it, it's not mm-hmm. that type of vibe. But I think that's also where I'm at in my life now where I want to see things more than I want to party. Yes. Whereas Car- Caribbean cruise, it's like legit party central. You're on a beach. It's cool. But this is like for people who just want to be calm and just like appreciate nature. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly what it was. It was that vibe the whole time. It was just people that really just wanted to take it all in. Yeah. And I loved that. And I wasn't really in that place in my life when we went. Uh, It was 2018. So I was I was young. But just looking back, I, I mean, I did appreciate it. But I just if I went now, I think it would be a very different trip for me I'd really take it in because I I just wasn't prepared at that time I just and I was young I was in college I was just like like the nature just wasn't the first thing on my mind yeah I mean I feel the same way too like when I would go to Ireland or even Austria I feel like the first thing on my mind like I was like oh this is really cool but I feel like me now would just like take the time slowly look around so I feel like for people like that this could be like a really good cruise yeah I wish I took it in more I really did enjoy it and I, I did take it in to an extent, but yeah, like I said before, it would be a very different cruise if I went today. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do hope you get to go on an Alaska cruise at some point, maybe soon, maybe later on, but I think you'd really enjoy it. I think so too. It seems like your vibe. It's definitely my vibe. So I should I- find a way to party too. Yeah, like I I was saying before, and I do get more into this in my article, and I'm not really going to talk about this tip too much. But if you want to have a more party scene in Alaska on a cruise, I would say 
maybe travel with i know i i believe norwegian does uh cruises to alaska mm. i would maybe look into that because the boat i was I on do was that, just yeah. very small i think you need to be on a larger more family oriented oriented boat to get that type of experience mm-hmm. mine was just really like you're going to alaska this is what you're getting type situation even though i do actually think that holland america is considered like a higher end cruise line at least I believe. I mean, it's very expensive. I looked right. up the prices the other day. I was like, whoa. So mm-hmm. I I do think it is maybe one of the higher end ones, but it's not, which is maybe why people don't go on Holland America to party because they can't. Yes. That's kind of like, I feel like that's kind of it. It's like you, like it's for people who don't want to party. Yes. It's the, it's for the people that really are going for Alaska. Yeah. Which is cool. But I think I would want a little, co- like, and it's not like I like to party, but like a little bit more like live yeah yeah really the only thing that my boat had going on was there was this piano bar and the bar wrapped around the piano so when you were sitting at the piano it was just like you making direct eye contact with the pianist (laughs) it was fun but it was like very intimate and weird wait can you show me a picture of it because I feel like I can't picture what it looks like I do not have a picture of my own. I didn't take it. I did not take a lot of pictures that trip. I mm-hmm. took pictures of like the surroundings, I guess. But um, please hold. What am I looking up? Pregnancy brain. As soon as I got to Google, I just froze. Oh, the piano bar. Piano bar, Holland, America. Yeah, but I just did not take pictures of the boat really at all. I wish I did. Yeah. Um, looking at the pictures. Okay, yeah, it was sort of like this, which terrible picture. But do you see this picture here? Oh, I see. Wow. I would yeah. not want to play the piano. Yeah, the there. bar literally like wrapped around the piano. That's so, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually think this may have been it, this like red one. Mm. Very like, intimate. Very intimate. And we were it was my family and maybe like two other guys there or something. Wow. <laughs> and that's the only form of entertainment? I believe so. It's so weird because usually, you know, you go to a place and you're like socializing. I feel like I would feel weird to socialize because I feel like the piano guy would be like, shh, I'm trying to play. He was a nice guy, but it was just a very sh- quiet boat. Yeah, I could see that. Like even the walk to the piano bar, it's just like we felt like the. But it's like where air. is everybody? Because I feel like even if you're going to appreciate the beauty, <laughs> maybe <laughs> they all got really nice rooms, like I would do, and they're just content chilling in their room. We actually got a very nice room on this cruise. We really, I actually think I have a video of the room, and it is a, it was a suite, and That's so. It was huge already. And then it had the balcony. It it was probably the nicest cruise room I've stayed in. I mean, I've stayed in nice land rooms, obviously, but definitely the nicest cruise room I've stayed in. I'm not sure that I'll be able to find the video. I could probably send it to you after, Katie. And I I'm, I apologize that I will not be able to put this into the YouTube video that I make because I've tried it before and it just doesn't let me. I haven't figured out the software yet exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking for it now so I could show you. So maybe you could at least bless the people with commentary. Here we go. (laughs) 
this is it life on deck oh god yeah so this is my kind of cabin (laughs) yeah it was beautiful very spacious you get a picture of the view really no I did not get a picture of the view from my room I was actually looking for that the other day but I do believe that I have just general pictures from off the boat in my folder you have to stop asking me about what pictures I have though because then now I got to put these all into the video (laughs) no I'm a visual learner takes a lot of extra time even though I do want the viewers to see it just now is not the day for that but yes this is one of the views from the boat you could see the the mountains and the glaciers in the background you look so young I know, right? So long ago. And these are pictures from off the boat. We The glaciers, the ice was actually breaking off of them. So this is just mm-hmm. ice that was floating around in the water, which is sad, but interesting to see. Did you see I, a polar bear? No, I did not see any polar bears. And the, this is a picture of the glacier from the boat. Wow, it's so cool. Yeah, I actually think this picture may have been taken from my balcony. Mm. yeah that's really cool so yeah there's a lot I this was this may have been from my balcony as well yeah so yes it was that was from my balcony that glacier was from my balcony yeah wow so it I highly recommend getting a balcony on this cruise that that was another one of my cruise tips actually you're just giving away my whole article here <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but I mean, no, it's good because I'm sure we're not going to be talking about all of them. And so people will have to go to my blog if they want the rest of them. But yeah, so that is a lot of the um, the views you can see from your room if you get a balcony room. I forgot mm. even what we were talking about. Like what tip were we even talking about? Was it the Denali um, one? And we just got really sad. Probably, yeah. I think it was. <laughs> but uh, do you have anything else to say about that? I do have one more. I know we've kind of thrown in so many tips in the process of talking about this, but I do have, I have two more tips that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Even though we've definitely spoken about way more than five already, but I have two more that were part of the planned five. Okay. So my next tip is, well, I'll start off by asking you, do you know where in the world you can see the Northern Lights? Iceland. You can also see them in Alaska. So Iceland is correct. But <laughs> I figured that. Okay. Yeah. I was like hoping you'd say Alaska and then you didn't. I, mean, I was like. I, was like... <laughs> I thought that was obvious. I was like, where else can you see Iceland. <laughs> this is not the Iceland episode. <laughs> Yeah, you could check that out, though. We do have it. So did you (laughs) see the Northern Lights in Alaska? No, but I will tell you why I did not. I did not see the Northern Lights because you actually have to go see the Northern Lights during the later part of the season. So Mm. I sailed in July. I think I believe I sailed late July. But if you want to see the Northern Lights, you really have to sail between August and April. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of a tip that I don't think a lot of people know especially because july is not that far off from august but it's just not dark enough yet so the northern lights are always there you just can't see them and so since it was kind of still light out and it was august is when it starts to get a lot darker 
and we could we just couldn't see them. So unfortunate. My we were all hoping that we'd be able to see them since it was like somewhat late in the season. It was almost August, but we did not get to see them. So if you if that's a main goal of yours, I would definitely book between August and April. Good tip. That's a really good tip. Thank you. Yeah, I know Michael said he didn't get to see the Northern Lights in Iceland either. So Not. I think if you prioritize seeing the Northern Lights, just really do your research and find out when you're able to see them because it's not all the time like you would think. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's that tip. Do you have anything else to say about that? Otherwise, I can move on to my last. No, I mean, I, I feel like. I feel like, yeah, I would probably want to try to book around that time so I could see it because I'm very visual. Um, It's not like I need to see her. I'm going to be like pissed that I missed it, but Mm -hmm. I'd be a little sad. That is how I feel. I am sad that I missed it, especially because now I have to go back somewhere that has them and see them, but which is still fun. Yeah. But it would have been nice to just see them on that trip, check it off my bucket list, be done with it. Yeah. (laughs) I get that. But uh, yeah, I'm not totally disappointed I didn't see them and of course I really had no hand in when the cruise was going to be because my parents had booked it Mm -hmm. so I was just kind of going for the ride makes sense yeah but I if I could go back I guess I I would book between those months but at the same time that's when it starts getting colder so you do have to think about that too we we sailed in July because that's when it's their summer and it's not as freezing it's still cold but it's it's not it's bearable but once you start getting into august september october all the way through april that's when it's going to really start getting cold so yeah you'll get to see the northern lights but you have to think of the trade-off i guess Mm -hmm. makes sense that's all i really have to say about that i mean i didn't get to see them so i can't yeah i'm sure they'd be like breathtaking i'm sure yeah i wish i had more to say about them but unfortunately i don't yeah One, one day yeah but I guess I'll move on to my last tip that I had for everybody. All right. Wow. We're already yeah, here. That went fast. I mean, yeah. we could always discuss more on it if we want. But the last tip that I had prepared is that. So when you're flying into this was kind of a, an unexpected. I wouldn't say it's really shocking. It's just more unexpected. And I think you might just be like oh okay because like it's just kind of random I guess because you you don't really know the cities in Alaska probably but when you go to Alaska you generally fly into into Anchorage and a lot of people are under the impression that the cruise ship leaves from Anchorage but the cruise ship does not leave from Anchorage and so a lot of people don't plan that into their Mm. itineraries of how they're going to get to their cruise ship but so the cruise ships generally leave from uh from seward or i believe it's called whittier um i i have it here actually let me pull it up mine left from suit yes whittier i think okay yes whittier so those were are where the cruise ports normally are mine left from seward so that's why i wasn't so familiar with whittier so whittier is 97 kilometers from anchorage i don't know what that means because that's not the system that we use in america i don't even know why it's in kilometers here but whatever so it's 97 kilometers from anchorage and seward is 204 kilometers from anchorage so i mean i don't know what that means once again but that sounds pretty far and (laughs) 
<laughs> so you need to kind of figure out your transportation. You can't just show up in Alaska and be like, I'm here, let's go. Yeah. It's a little more complicated than that. So my family had flown into Anchorage. And since we booked that land excursion to Denali, they made it easy. We took the Alaska Railroad from Anchorage to Denali and then from Denali to Seward. I believe there was a bus involved somewhere in there, but that was all provided by the cruise line. Mm. And so I think the bottom line with this is you really need to figure out what kind of transportation that your cruise line offers. Some of them, I'm sure all of them offer some sort of transportation. I know Holland America was very good with that. I'm not sure what the other cruise lines offer because I have not sailed with them in Alaska, but I'm sure they must have something or at least tips for you on how to get there. If not, uh, Viator offers tours with transportation, which are a little more pricey because they, like I said, they're tours as well. So they will stop in maybe some cities along the way. And then you'll stop for food or drinks or a little tour around the town and then continue on your way to the cruise port. So it will be a little more expensive. That's definitely the more expensive option. You may be better off just going with your cruise line, but of course you could look on Viator. I'll leave a link in the description so you can go check that out. But yeah, I think bottom line is you just need to figure out, talk to people, talk to your cruise line, see what's available transportation wise, because unfortunately it's not what people expect and it is not from Anchorage. Okay. That's actually really good advice. And actually it makes me think of like other cruises. I feel like this doesn't just apply to Alaska. It could also apply to any kind of like European cruise. Like people have to be really mindful of how they're getting from place to place because it's not like, like if you live in a city, it could be easy to get an Uber, but someplace like Alaska, like you really have to think ahead in terms of transportation. Exactly. And with Seward being so far from Anchorage, it would have been very difficult to be able to arrange transportation for ourselves from Anchorage to Seward. That would have been pretty difficult. So, and I do know that those tours exist, but I think without Holland America's system of getting us there, I think we would have had a difficult time and we did have to set that up. That's not something that they're just like looking for us for, you know, you, you need to be, if you miss your cruise, they're not waiting for you. So you need to advocate for yourself and figure out how you're going to get there. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about, especially with Alaska. Now, some cruises do depart from Canada. From mm. So that is a different situation. I do not have any experience with that because my cruise actually finished in Canada. But a lot of them do depart from Canada. I know Whittier and Seward are, I believe, the more popular places that they leave from. But some do leave from Vancouver and do like almost the opposite route than what mine did. So I think that's, I think it probably is easier to get from Vancouver to the cruise port because Vancouver is a big city. Mm. But I mean, regardless, just wherever you're leaving from, I think like you said, it applies to, it could apply to other places too. So Canada as well, just know how to get to your cruise port. Just be, just always be mindful of it because it it could be different wherever you go. It's not always just right there. Uber is not just going to be at your beckoning call all the time in all parts of the world. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. And yeah, like you said about Canada, I think that would be a cruise I'd really like to take because then you could see Canada and Alaska, which is cool. Yeah, I do. 
this cruise didn't focus on Canada really at all. It just kind of dropped us off in Vancouver at the end, which we did have a nice day in Vancouver. I think we were there for like a, a day or so, day and a half maybe. So I didn't get a very big taste of Vancouver, but I did really enjoy it. It was I've never been to British Columbia besides that, so I really did enjoy it. And I mean, if you're looking to see more of Canada, they do have Canada-specific cruises. I know someone that's been on one, and so they do exist. But I've never been on one myself, so I can't really recommend or turn you away from it. Mm, I would do that. Yeah, I would be interested in it as well, because it did take you to, I think she said they went to, like, all the other side of Canada, so more so the um, East Coast, but like mm-hmm. up in like all those like islands and stuff that you wouldn't really have the opportunity to go to unless you were on a cruise. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So like a lot of places in Canada that I had never been to. And I've been to Canada a bunch of times, but she she went to a lot of places that I never even considered going to that it just sounded so cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's always an option too. But that is all I have to say about Alaska. If you want more tips for cruising to Alaska because I as you've probably deduced from this whole from this whole podcast it's a lot different than cruising to the Caribbean there's a lot more you have to think about it's not just like hopping on a boat bring your bathing suit and go there's a lot more that goes into it there's a lot more you have to think about there's just a lot different experiences completely Mm -hmm. so I think my article will help you if you are planning on that or if you're even considering it for the future just maybe give it a read my article is called top alaska cruise tips insider secrets for an epic yeah, epic adventure i can't talk today i said yeah. that i said that last episode too but i mean this one's no different maybe i just can't talk i don't know mm. that's just who i am but so that is i'll say it again but right this time top alaska cruise tips insider secrets for an epic adventure i feel like that's like a tongue twister and epic i don't know whatever i'm just dumb epic wow (laughs) we don't want to say it top alaska cruise tips insider secrets for an epic adventure okay you say it next time then because i don't know i don't know i don't know what the i'm done (laughs) signing off (laughs) you take charge next time (laughs) anyway anyways anyway Okay, so yes, if you want to know more Alaska cruise tips, I gave you, I definitely gave you more than five. I don't know oh, how many wow. I gave you. That yeah, a lot. But I do have 20. So can I see now that I am allowed to look? Yes, now you're allowed to look. So you I want to see if there's anything that's actually shocking besides motion sickness. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. There, um, there are certain parts of the water that are more choppy than others. So I did lay that out for you in the blog post if you are curious about where to avoid or if you will need it at all. Uh, it may be hard to sleep. Yes. Should I get well, into that? Yes, yeah, briefly and then. Okay. And I'm curious about that. So I do generally recommend a balcony stateroom as I mentioned before that is something we did discuss briefly but the problem with a balcony stateroom is that you are dealing with depending on what time of the year you're sailing Alaska there's some parts of the year where it's light out for 22 hours of the day you only get Mm. two hours of darkness at certain parts of the year 
-hmm. And I mean, of course, it depends on the part of Alaska and like what city you're in, what time of the year, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I'm not a weatherman. But what I do know is that that does happen in certain parts of Alaska and it, it can be a little bothersome. And some rooms do have the blackout curtains, but I think you really need to kind of prepare for this and maybe bring one of those uh, those eye things, what are those called, like the sleep masks. Mm. So that it's just something to think about. It, you may have trouble sleeping, especially if you do book a balcony stateroom, you do have potential for that to happen. Interesting. Yeah, so... Anything else you want me to discuss? Anything else? On Just one more thing, shocking? and then I think I'm ready. Okay. Um, number one says budget more than you typically would for a cruise. Yeah, so Alaska cruises do tend to be a little more expensive than your typical cruise because if you think about it, Caribbean cruises you could really find them for like under two hundred dollars sometimes, mm-hmm. but Alaska cruises can range anywhere from $400 to $10,000 a person, which I mean is a huge difference, but yeah, but regardless, they're still more expensive. So you do need to kind of focus on budgeting a little more for this trip than you would for your typical Caribbean cruise. 10,000 though. Like, yeah, I know that. (laughs) Right. I mean, I did actually look up the Holland America cruise for before we filmed this podcast a couple days ago, actually. So before this podcast was even a thought, but I did look up to see, I was just curious about what my family had spent. And I think like total, they spent 10,000 without the land package. I don't know how much, but that's like a family. Yeah. So that was a family of four. Mm. And so I don't know what 10,000 divided by four is. I did the math the other day. I forgot because my brain doesn't work with numbers. Let's see. 10,000 like 2,700 okay yeah no no do the math I want to see if I'm close 2,500 I just said oh so you were close probably with fees though yeah a little off yeah okay with fees with the port fees (laughs) (laughs) that's what you were thinking the taxes Mm -hmm. yeah so it it was roughly like two thousand dollars a person which it was a seven day cruise i'm sure depending on what time of the year you could get it cheaper or more expensive it really Mm. depends but i do believe that is about what my family spent on that so i mean it's not cheap by any means that like that's a europe trip right there yeah also last question yes um so to go to alaska we're talking about packing briefly should I bring like a big winter jacket or am I fine with like a little hoodie or does it even get hot where I need like a t-shirt? So it, my, some of my advice, and I actually have, this as one of the tips in my, in my blog is to layer your clothes. So it does get cold enough that you would need a winter jacket, especially on the glaciers. My sister Mm. brought a pretty heavy winter jacket and she wore that. She was comfortable. I wore a, it was like a rain jacket, but it was like, uh, it was lined inside. So a heavy rain jacket, I guess you could say. And that did keep me warm. I do sometimes wish I brought something heavier though. But that's not to say that you can't wear short sleeves at certain times. I would say pretty much always wear pants. I think that's, I don't think there's any way around that. I think you have to wear pants, but wear leggings with a dress. Yeah, you could probably do that. But I would definitely bring a jacket to wear over that dress. Really just layer, layer, layer. And Mm. as if you wanted to wear short sleeves, I think that would be fine in most parts of Alaska. In Denali, I did wear short sleeves and I was fine. 
but yeah. in uh, I think when we went on the glacier, I would have been out of my out of my mind to wear short sleeves. So I think it really depends where you are. Um, but I always layered my clothes. That was non-negotiable. See, that part stresses me out because I'm the type of person that I need one temperature or the other. I actually, I feel like I get a little bit sick when it changes temperatures too much. I have to change my clothes all the time. It's not so much that it changes temperatures so dramatically. It's that it's just right on the border of warm and cold that you just never know what to wear. You see, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It stresses me out more like with that change. It's not that there's major fluctuations. It's just strange weather. That's the best way I could put it. I don't like strange weather. I I don't like like it either. Yes, exactly. Obviously I'll deal with it to like experience all the beauty, but that part is like, I know I'm going to get a little like sick. Yeah. Well, I know like Glacier, you would definitely expect to be freezing, but if you're on the mainland of Alaska, you, I could, I would say you'd be very comfortable in short sleeves and pants in July. That's what I wore and I was fine. Well, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. So I guess it's, that's predictable in a sense. It's really when you go to the glaciers, you need to prepare a little more. Just always bring a a jacket with you just in case, just tie it around your waist. That's what I did the whole time. Tying things around. I know, but what are you going to do, Katie? I don't know. I, you know me, I need to have like the right aesthetic. It's just, I'll figure out an outfit. I'm trying to help. You know, it's it's a hindrance, really. <laughs> All right, then, you know, just go now before I give you any more tips. I don't want to help too much. Yeah, I need to just throw myself in there. Yeah, I think that's what you need to do. Oh, also, last question. Okay. I saw in the picture of the cruises that there was an outdoor pool. Do people actually swim outdoors? Or is that so, like heated? Or? I am just giving away my whole blog post right here. That is another one of my tips here. You should bring a bathing suit. Because they do have pools, but, and you, you can swim in them. I personally was not really comfortable swimming in them. I thought it was like too icky outside and cold, but I mean, there, I think there may have been some people in them. I don't know. I did not hang out near them, but I do recommend, I think they did have a hot tub, but I, I do recommend bringing a swimsuit and actually it can rain a lot there depending on what time of year you go. But the pools are actually on a lot of ships that go to Alaska. And I want to say all, but a lot the pools are covered and they make sure that they're covered. So that way, if the weather is a little crazy, you can still go in the pool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. I feel like I learned so much about Alaska today. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's really bringing me back. Yeah. I want to yeah. go. I do want to go. I think you should. I think it's very your vibe. Yeah. I think even there's Michael some things really I'd have it. to, oh my God, Michael would like, <laughs> this is his dream trip. <laughs> I feel like everything's Michael's dream trip. Except, I mean, yeah, I think everything, he can make everything his dream trip, same as me. I think he would like this better than a Caribbean cruise, to be honest. Yes, I could definitely see that. I could almost see that for you too. I think this is just very yeah. good speed. There are some things that are inconvenient about it that I know you don't like so much, but temperature, just like the temperature and just getting around sometimes could just be like a hassle. Right. But I think if I did do like a Canadian thing, I think it would work really well. And I got to see like some of Alaska because I feel like I'd rather see Canada than Alaska. But like, I do want to see Alaska too. I think when you're doing one of those cruises on the the West Coast of Canada, Alaska, it's going to be primarily an Alaska cruise and then a taste of Canada as opposed to 
the east coast it's going to be all canada so i think if you really want canada i would probably do east coast i could do both at like different points you know yeah and i mean maybe there's other canadian cruises that do incorporate a little bit of alaska but not too much i don't know i just i'm speaking from experience and what i've seen and my research Mm -hmm. but i mean i'm sure there's something up i mean you seem semi-flexible about what you want so i'm sure you'll you'll find something just open you know yeah i mean i do think you would enjoy this but i know you you have been really wanting to go to canada yeah but i feel like i've been very intrigued by alaska Mm-hmm. Were you always intrigued by Alaska or did this episode just help with that? It, it definitely helped with this episode, but I do feel like I've always been intrigued because there's just so much to it. And I'm really interested in people who actually live there. Like, what is it like? Because I know there's not that many people. It's just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm intrigued by it. Like, I can't believe it's part of the United States. It just seems so different. I know. Yes, I agree. And I did, I didn't meet too many locals which I guess is the downside of cruising because you're you're not there long enough to really talk to too many people. Although I definitely could have made an effort and spoken to some people that were living there in the ports and at Denali. I just didn't. But I mean, I did get talking to some people on the plane who lived there. And I was I was just talking to my family and I was kind of complaining to them. I was like, oh, why are we going to Alaska? You know, I don't like the colds, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. And then the guy turns around and he's like, you know, there's a lot of beauty. It's not that bad. I live in Alaska. And he was like, just kind of like, <laughs> oh my God, he like had to say something. I'm sure he's it. used to it. Yeah. Because I feel like that is true. Like there is a lot of beauty, but there's also a lot of like isolation and cold. It's just, it's a mixed thing. Yeah. And like I said, I hadn't done any research. So my mindset really was like, why am I here? You know? really funny somebody to like turn around and like be like stop I don't. To it. <laughs> right? you do not say those things about my state <laughs> I almost said country because like it does feel like a different it feels country, like it's like I? a different I feel like it's like Iceland part two yes it, it yeah it definitely does give me Iceland vibes now that you bring that up yeah would have been nice to have Michael here to compare but you know he's just <laughs> he's just doing his own thing really it's, yeah, it's a free spirit bad. it's a free spirit <laughs> free agent over there no, yeah, no. yeah. Mm, not liking it i think he's scared to come back because he knows what we'll say yeah because he knows yeah. he's gonna be here for a while <laughs> right he knows we'll give him a taste of his own medicine yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> all right but yes okay so are we ready to move on to the trivia question we've definitely spoke about way more than five of my alaska cruise tips there are some more that we didn't talk about you could find that in my article which i'm not going to say the name of again because i can't say it apparently top alaska cruise tips insider secrets for an epic adventure thank you katie (laughs) so if you want more you could check out that even though we did talk about i'd say majority of them but yeah that's all i have to say on that anything else from you katie i had fun perfect (laughs) <laughs> great <laughs> wow fun never mind i hated this episode i, I do all that talking it. and you're just fun <laughs> i had a good time i learned so much about it so many great tips if anybody's looking or maybe you inspired somebody to go i hope you i even did. think about it i feel like i inspired myself to go because i was just like never we should go going. we should i actually have been sort of wanting to go back because one of my big goals for going while I was there 
was to see the humpback whales and I saw one, but it was really, really far away, really, really small. I just saw its tail out of the water and I really want to actually see the whales. I want to give it another shot. I have another question. Should I not yeah, ask? You? you can ask. What type of excursions do they provide there? That actually is not on my cruise tips list, so it is permitted to ask that. This is some insider information that you're only getting on this podcast. So, so lucky. Right? <laughs> so like I said before, we did the the helicopter onto the glacier, and we'd walk on the glacier and just experience that. But so cool. there was also excursions for there was various um uh, helicopter tours that you could do in each part of alaska but they also uh, we didn't do excursions at every port because a lot of the ports have cities that you could walk around in but the only other excursion really that i could think of that we could have done that we didn't do was whale watching so they'll take you out on a boat and you could look at the whales and enjoy whales. i would do that i would do that too <laughs> And then they do have, I know they had some other, just like wilderness type tours, I guess I can say. Mm. I, I'm, I don't really remember exactly because we didn't really do many excursions. I think we really only did the helicopter on the glacier. I mean, that's a lot. You just don't really need excursions there. Okay. But I mean, I think the glacier was a must do, but I think other than that, you could totally go and just not do excursions. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But I guess, yeah, we we found plenty to do. That's good. Yeah. We were never bored. You weren't bored? I, I mean, on the boat. But, <laughs> but not in Alaska itself. We always found something to do. Even just walking down the street, we saw a guy fishing for salmon, and the salmon were jumping out of the water because they oh, did that Oh, that's so there. cool. Yeah, really cool stuff. And just uh, lots of cute, like, mom-and-pop type shops. Mm. Just you stumble upon a lot of things and there was bald eagles on every single light post what like real bald eagles real bald eagles yes this is my type of trip it was crazy yeah it's almost like the equivalent of sparrows where we are is bald eagles to them they're just like everywhere almost like a nuisance (laughs) there's just so many oh my god that's crazy (laughs) just beautiful though like every single light post there was at least one maybe two or three they're just Mm. like oh my gosh that's really cool yeah amazing and we did go to a bald eagle sanctuary which was not an excursion we just kind of happened upon it also Mm. and that was also i think that was in juno that was really nice so um yeah wait i have a question just like so random like do you know (laughs) the capital of alaska yes no do you know the capital of south africa (laughs) we're talking about alaska katie no i said like do you know? Do you like know? Oh, the pun. You, oh, I thought you said you were asking me. I thought you were asking me, like, is Ju- like you went to Juno, the capital of Alaska? I'm like, yes, Katie. <laughs> I was trying to be funny. No, I, I get what you're saying because actually that I was thinking of making that my Instagram caption for when I was posting a picture of myself there. That'd be funny. I think it was just your intonation threw me off. But... It was bad. It was bad delivery. Yeah, it was your delivery. But, but the, the thought was there. Yeah, I'm laughing now. <laughs> okay. Good job. Kind of. Okay. I tried. <laughs> Do you know you need to work on that? That was better. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, so about you can't the delivery. pronounce your own article titles. All right, you know, you know how much talking I've been doing today? 
Give me a break. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm pregnant. You can't make fun of pregnant people. It's wow. against the law. It's a crime. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> but yeah, any more questions? Or um, no. I'll ask it out. I'm scared <laughs> to ask anymore. <laughs> you should be. Just read it in my article. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Point taken. Let's uh let's move on. All right. So let's get back to that question. So I actually, I had to X out the tab when I shared my screen with you. So I just want to pull up all the information again, because I forgot what year that I said the oldest restaurant in the world opened. Let me just pull it up again. Mm, 1724, I think. 17. That sounds about right. I just don't want to like say it again and then be wrong. Don't quote me. 1725, this says. Oh, so sure. Yeah, but sure. Let's go with that. I don't know what I said before. This says 1725. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's so old that like, does it really matter? It is the oldest restaurant in the world, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. And it is still open. That's all I have to say about it. Okay. So basically, my initial thought was Italy because Italy really loves food. But then I thought of the Enlightenment period and how France really made a name for itself by doing very like civilized things and creating like restaurants, stuff like that. Like I know they were doing that. Um, I'm not sure if I'm getting like the time exactly right, but I'm assuming that around this time they would have had at least one restaurant. So I'm going to say France and just, I mean, I really can't think of any other cities in France that would have it besides Paris. So I'm just going to say Paris. Okay. You're in the right continent, but that is not the answer. Germany? No. Is it, is it Italy? No. Okay. Wait. Um, is it England? No. Ireland? You're going all around this country. You've said every single country Spain. around it. Yes. It's Spain. I was thinking Spain, but it's like, I don't really know what they were up to in the 1700s, so. Apparently, restaurants. What What is the restaurant? So it's in Madrid, and it's called Casa Botin, B-O-T-I-N, with the I has like a little like um, tilde over, no, tilde is mm. the squiggly thing. I don't know, the accent thing. So yeah. Casa Botin, I guess it's called. Yeah. And yes, it was founded in 1725. It's the oldest restaurant in the world. It's still open. And I actually saw it in person. I walked past it. I didn't get it's to really eat cool. there, but I did walk past it. So that is a little fact for you since you are you are going to Spain. I mean, I know you're not going to Madrid, but you'll be in the country of the oldest restaurant in the world. It's exciting. Yeah. I don't have too much more about to say uh, about it to say because I, yeah, I, did, I didn't eat there. But I kind of can't believe though that like restaurant, I mean, I guess you said that restaurants were created earlier. It's just like the longest standing, but I'm still surprised by that because I feel like it's so easy to just make like like a restaurant and get food and not easy, but not hot. Like people do it. I guess. But if you think of how much the world has gone through since 1725, I mean, just economically and with wars and just when business is bad, but this restaurant has stuck through it all since 1725. Yeah. I guess like there's not too many wars like in Spain, whereas like England, France, like so much going on. Yeah, it, it is true. But, I mean, they've they've survived everything, you know, and I mean, they're still going strong. I mean, especially because they're known as the oldest restaurant in the world. So, like, no, nobody's going to shut them down. Yeah, like you can't, I feel like it's like a landmark at this point. It is. Yes. And yeah, if you ever want to eat there, they exist. So that's just really interesting. It It really is very unassuming when you walk by it. You would have no idea 
that it was the oldest restaurant in the world or that it was anything special, really. It just kind of looks like a random restaurant. There, it, Nothing special to it. I kind of like that because I feel like if I was in charge of this place, I'd be doing too much and then it would like <laughs> shut down right? for some reason. But I feel like they're just kind of like, yeah. Like, I feel like that's that's confidence right there because they don't care what anybody thinks about them. They just are what they are. I like yeah, because I think because they know they don't have to do it, you know? I like that. They could just be themselves and people will still like them. That's really like, which is that's, advice you should you should all take, take advice. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's just, you walk down the street and you would have no idea. I like that. Yeah. So if you want to go, I'm looking at pictures of it now. I'll share my screen with you. It's, I'll show you what I mean. It's very cute. Unassuming. See? Oh, my God. oh wait, it went away. Went away? It was there and then it went away. Ah, come on. Share. Can you see? Yes. Yeah, so this is the outside of it. Just It's so beautiful. It's very beautiful, but you would just have no idea if you're walking down the street, right? Just. I'd be I mean, like, this place is super cute, but I wouldn't be like, they're the oldest. Like, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Yeah, the inside is gorgeous. It's just really cute. Like, that's the kind of place I would want to eat at. I like places like that. Yeah, I wonder how hard it is to get in to eat there. Yeah, it's like, is it chill? Like, nobody really cares about it? Or is it like, everybody needs to go there? I mean, I think people definitely care about it because, like, on my tour, they pointed it out to us. Okay. And, but I don't know how much people care about it to the point that it's, like, you have to wait months to get in kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I see this picture here of people eating at the restaurant and there are open tables like right next to them. So yeah, right. maybe it's not as busy as you'd think. Because like I said, it, it looks unassuming. You wouldn't know unless someone points it out to you and says, that's the oldest restaurant in the world. You yeah. wouldn't really know. You wouldn't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's if you're ever in Madrid and want to check out the oldest restaurant in the world, whether you walk by or eat there, it's definitely interesting. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. So I've had that I've had that tip in my head for that that question in my head for weeks. <laughs> Just That's waiting. So funny. Yeah, no, I'm glad I finally got to do it. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, because I I knew I always knew about it because I'd been there, but I just kind of dumped it in the back of my head. And then I saw it, it came up on the news and it was just like some informational, like, oh, do you want to check out the oldest restaurant in the world? And it, it popped up on my, my feed and I was like, oh, that's a great question. Cause I've, I've <laughs> actually been there too. Like I, I could say a couple of words about it. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So yeah, it's worth checking out one day. Yes. Especially if you're around there. Like, I don't know how you and Michael are getting to your cruise, but if you happen to stop in Madrid, I would definitely pay to visit. No, we're just going to Barcelona. You're flying directly into Barcelona, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easier that way. I mean, not to, I'm definitely not dumping on Madrid. I love Madrid, but it is a typical city, if you will. The thing is, like, we're just doing so much that I know we're both going to get overwhelmed. So I don't want us to go, like, like, I feel like we can't have, like, a separate vacation before the vacation. So yeah. I'm just like, let's just do a night in Barcelona and then cruise and then everybody takes care of everything i would do more than a night in barcelona i love barcelona i mean maybe you'll change your mind when we have that podcast but barcelona is just so full of culture 
It's completely different than the rest of Spain. It's almost like its own country. In fact, they wanted to be their own country. So they wow. have their completely own culture. I love Barcelona. I would I would live there. I mean, I would definitely wow. spend more than a day there. So I think, I mean, just food for thought. See, okay, here's the thing. It's I feel like I'll maybe I'll feel that way. Right now I'm feeling pretty neutral about Barcelona. I'm like, oh, I'm really excited to go, but like I'm not like I need to go. I feel that way about Italy. Mm-hmm. But I think after this trip, like maybe because I got a taste of it, that I'm going to be like, Julie, I need to go back. But yes, you never know. I mean, looking from my perspective, having done both, I would flip your perspective around and and feel that way about Barcelona as opposed to Italy's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I just I liked Barcelona better. OK, yeah. But I mean, we'll see what you think. We'll and I know a, a lot of time from now. I know a lot of people like Italy better, but I just Barcelona was more my speed, I think. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we will get into that in an upcoming episode. <laughs> yeah. What episode? Upcoming, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, probably not the next episode, maybe two episodes from now. I know we just keep pushing it off, but I promise it's coming because the next episode will probably be my cruise, which I'm leaving for tomorrow. So yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm going to the Bahamas. Mexico and Honduras so I'm really excited to talk about those places and yeah that will be that'll be our next episode and then we can talk about uh, we can I'd really like to have Michael here for the Europe episode and if not we'll just do it two episodes from now and he'll have missed out (laughs) (laughs) yes all right but is is that all that's all for me all right perfect so I'll give my little spiel perfect so If you want to find us online, it's www.runwaysandbyways.com. You can sign up for our budget travel planner, and especially if you need help budgeting for your Alaska cruise, that would be perfect. So you could sign up for the budget travel planner. Just give me your name and email address, and you'll be signed up for that, as well as our newsletter. And the newsletter has not been going out regularly, but I would like to start doing that. So if you want to get in on that, I will definitely have you on the list if you give me your name and email address and we could start making that more regular and you could sign up for podcast notifications and we will notify you every single time we post a podcast through your email travel planning services we have on the website are choose my destination recommendations and travel advice that is all under the travel planning tab if you want to find us on social media you could find us on instagram facebook youtube tiktok threads pinterest and all at Runways and Byways or on Twitter at Runways and Byways. And for podcast availability, we are on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and Spotify for podcasters, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. Okay, that is all. That was, all right. takes a lot out of me saying that. It's very long. <laughs> I really need to just record that and just throw it in. Yes. But I never will. You know I won't. So. <laughs> Put it out there, man. We'll just keep doing that. Maybe when I'm bored one day. Yeah. (laughs) It'll just be like the Apple podcast thing again, like just waiting forever to me for me to put it on there. (laughs) Just never doing it. But anyways, so that's all for me today. Anything left to say for you, Katie? No, just goodbye. All right, great. So we'll see you (laughs) on the next episode of the Runways and Byways Travel Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Whether your plane is taking off from the runway or you're driving down a byway, we'll be your guides through it all.